You're listening to the Living on Purpose podcast with Pastor John Scally, a ministry of Emmanuel Church. Episode two. Do you think hardships are a result from sin or bad choices? Or do you think they could be a result of obedience as well? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm so glad we received that question. It's our very first question. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank so, you for the question, anonymous person. Yes, absolutely. So here, here, here's the thing. Yes. And yes, both. Both and. So let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very possibly, it, it very well could be because of sin or a bad choice. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So if you choose to be around people who are the wrong kinds of people with the wrong kinds of influence in your life, it very well could lead you astray. So that's absolutely true. The Bible also says in Galatians 6, Verses 7 and 8, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap life everlasting. And so absolutely, there's a cause and effect there. When we make decisions and they're the wrong kinds of decisions, there are ramifications, there are consequences for those decisions. There's all sorts of examples in the Bible of this. Acts chapter 5, the story of Ananias and Sapphira. They decided that they were going to sell a piece of property and give the money to the church, which is an awesome thing. But the fact is they sold the money or the property, took the money and gave part of it to the church, kept part of it for themselves, which is not wrong in and of itself. But they lied and said that they were giving all the money to the church and the Holy Spirit took their life. And so there was a consequence for that. We could look at Acts chapter 19, the story of these different men that were walking around and they were saying that they were doing miracles in the name of Jesus. And these demons uh, said to them, we know Paul, we know Peter, but we don't know you. And literally these demons, they beat these Jewish men. The Bible tells a story in Acts chapter 8 of a guy by the name of Simon. Simon was going around trying to perform miracles and act like he was God himself. And literally Simon uh, wanted to buy the power of the Holy Spirit when you saw the apostles performing miracles. And literally, uh, the apostles looked at Simon and said, you're in the gall of bitterness. Literally, you're doing this for all the wrong reasons. And so, yes, when we make bad decisions, absolutely, there are consequences for those decisions. Proverbs 22 and verse 3, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and they pay the penalty. So there's there's wisdom in choices, and we need to be really careful of the choices that we make. Here's a quick story about this, okay? When I was a kid, I came home from a soccer game. I was a senior in high school, and uh, we had lost the game one to nothing, and I was the goalie, so I gave up the goal. Okay. <laughs> it was difficult, right? Ouch. I know. I played well, but we lost one to nothing, and I came home, and I was really disappointed. It was against our rival school my senior year. And my buddy got a hold of me. He's like, let's go cruising on the street in the Detroit area called Gratiot. And if you know anything about that area, there's a lot of traffic and there's a lot of trouble. <laughs> and my dad said to me, my, my dad said, John, it's not a good idea. Don't do it. And I remember looking at my dad and I'm like, dad, come on. It's no big deal. And I got really angry with him. And I remember I slammed the door. I left and I went with my friend and we went cruising on Gratiot. I did not listen to what my dad had to say. And so we're, we're cruising on grass. We come to Nine Mile. There was an old Kmart. You ever heard of Kmart? A Kmart? What's that? <laughs> no, I, I grew up in Kmart. Yeah, Kmart. So there was an old Kmart. And we saw a bunch of kids from our school in the parking lot. So we pulled in to go hang out and talk with them for a few minutes. So there's a few cars right there. 
And we're talking, and all of a sudden, these bright lights are shining, and they're not from heaven, okay? <laughs> they're from basically the East Detroit, at the time it was called East Detroit, instead of East Point Police. And they surround us, and they ask for license and registration, and I'm like, what's going on? And come to find out, the week before that, there was a bunch of gang-related fights in that parking lot, and they thought we were there to start fights. Oh, gosh. I know, it was crazy. And literally... The cops came back and they gave me a $200 loitering ticket. Whoa. Can you imagine that? Oh, man. So now I went home with my tail tucked between my legs. Yeah. And uh, there's a consequence for me not listening to my father. Absolutely. So it absolutely happens when we make bad decisions. Yeah. But also, it's not just that. Sometimes it's just a part of persecution or God's development of us in our lives. The question literally asks us the second part of it, could it be the result of obedience as well? The answer is yes, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we go through difficult times because we're obeying God. I just read these verses recently in church, 1 Peter 4, verse 1 through verse 4. It says, therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what the pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They're surprised. Now it's talking about people that you've had relationship with. You've been saved. God's changed your life. And now they're confused. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living. And as a result, they heap abuse on you. So you used to be a gossip and God changed you. You used to have a problem with drunkenness and God changed you. You used to be immoral and God changed you. You used to be angry and bitter and just rude and mean and sarcastic and God changed you. Now, all of a sudden, the people around you that don't know Christ they're shocked. They're surprised. They don't really know how to handle this. And so because you're a threat to them, you make them feel guilty. What do they do? They heap abuse on you. Right. It's like the crabs in a bucket. Yeah. You, know, you try to better yourself. You do something different and they end up pulling you back down so that you can't get out. But we're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to look different. We're going to act different because it's not necessarily our old self. It's our new self that's at work, right? Absolutely. That's a great illustration. God's changed us and we're different, but people don't always understand it. And we're a threat to them now. People will tell you, well, you're, you're just judgmental or you're, you know, you're, you're a goody two-shoes. You think you're better than the rest of us. And a lot of times you're not doing anything to show that. It's just God's changed you. And the things that you used to do, you don't do anymore. Right, right. The Bible also says in 1 Peter 4, toward the end of the chapter 12, through 14, it says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his joy is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. It's hard to imagine being blessed going through persecution or being rejected or treated poorly. But literally, and we talked about this recently on Sunday, that in Philippians 3 and verse 10, Paul said, I want to know Christ and I want to know the power of his resurrection. Well, everyone wants to know that. Everyone wants the power of God in their life. But then the last part of the verse and the fellowship of his sufferings, literally, when I go through suffering, I draw close to Christ because he went through suffering 
It's a powerful reality. Here's a couple other verses. Job chapter 23 and verse 10. Job went through so much, right? He lost his family, his business, his servants, his wealth, all these things. And the Bible says in verse 10 of chapter 23, but he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Hmm. Job knew, uh, even though he wasn't feeling good in the moment, that God was using the moment to better him. James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, the Bible says, consider pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So literally, in those difficult times, God is making us more like him, and we're proving our faithfulness to him by staying in the fight and by committing to honor him in those difficult times. And we're also supposed to consider it joy, even though it's not necessarily something happy, right? Happy is something about circumstances and, and a feeling. Joy is more, it's deeper than that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's great. Happiness is based on your happenings. Joy is not based on your circumstances. Like you said, joy is this mysterious reality of contentment in Christ uh, that puts a smile on our face, even in the pain. And it's it's like this incredible blend of contentment and trust and moving forward in your life and um and feeling purpose and contentment because you know that you're doing what God wants you to do, even in the pain. And like you said on Sunday, it's because we have that hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, our hope is in Christ and hope is not a shot in the dark. It's something that we look forward to with anticipation. Mm. We expect that God's doing something in our life and the culmination of that is coming soon. And so it's a powerful thing that we trust in. I think of a guy in our church he told me the story. I don't, I don't know if um, he'd want me to share his name, so I won't do that. But he talked about the reality that when he was uh, when he was at a place in his life uh, years ago in politics, he was challenged by the person that he was working for to literally lie about a particular circumstance. Um, there was a scandal going on, and literally he was asked to lie to cover up for his boss, and he was not willing to do that. And as a result of that, he lost his career in politics. And I'm so proud of him. And I am so like um, just blessed by his testimony because literally for doing what is right, he lost out on something. But since then, God has opened up other amazing doors of opportunity. He's doing well. He's flourishing. He's a strong leader in our church. God's done amazing things in his life. And so this question is a powerful question. Sometimes we do go through things because we've made bad choices. But other times the reality is, is that we're just facing trials and struggles, uh, not because we've done anything wrong, but because we've done everything right. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, Where in the Bible does it talk about God disciplining those he loves? Yeah. So in the book of Hebrews, it speaks of that reality that the Lord chastens those that he loves. And sometimes that's because we've made bad decisions. And other times it's because, um, He's trying to fashion us more like him. And and that's why we need to consider it pure joy because we become more like him and our reliance upon him has grown. I could preach a sermon every Sunday about faith and dependence upon God. I really could Mm -hmm. because I think almost every day of our lives, we struggle with depending upon God. We like give it to God, then we take it back. We give it to God, then we take it back. We trust God with our kids and then we take it back and try to figure out ourselves. We trust God with our job and then something happens and we freak out and we're afraid that God's not going to provide for us financially and physically and we take it back. And we're constantly doing that. Mm It's a challenge. So three things that I just thought of, I want to share real quick. Okay. When it comes to this, first of all, culture pushes against Christian living. 
Okay. And so be prepared for that. Don't be surprised by that. And the culture will get along with you as a believer in Jesus when you're in agreement. Okay. Culture will treat you great. People that don't know Christ, they'll treat you great until they disagree with what you believe and until they begin to feel guilty over the things that you believe. And so that's, that's a big deal. The second thing is God brings trials into our lives to make us more like him. Romans 8, 28, God is working all things for our good, according to a couple things, according to his incredible purpose and for those who love him, those who truly are living for him. And so it doesn't mean that everything God allows or brings into our lives is good, but it's working for our good. Mm -hmm. He's purifying. He's refining like gold, right? The Bible talks about how gold is refined to be more pure. And part of that is heating it up to be. Yes. No, no, that's good. It's, it's putting it into the fire. Okay. And literally uh, what you're saying, I'm glad you brought it up. It's a great illustration. Literally the dross or the impurities are melted away from the gold when it's put in the fire. No one likes the fire. The fire hurts, but the fire exposes what we really are and what we're really about. And I always talk about this reality that Christianity is not a phase that we go through. It's a way of living, a way of life. And there are going to be times when it's thrilling and exciting and things are going really well and we are happy in the moment. But there are other times when the happiness really isn't there, but the joy is always there because we're being obedient to God. Mm. The third thing is our trials are, are only for a season. We have to remember that. Literally, when we're going through a difficult time, it's only for a season. God has us in different seasons of life. And you might think, well, man, I've seen people and they ended up dying through their trial. Yes, but that season's over. And if they know Christ, they're with Jesus. For eternity. For eternity, right. which is way better. So... This question is a powerful question, and I'm so glad that by God's sovereignty, I just kind of preached on this, that sometimes we make decisions and it's because of sin. The disciples literally, they asked Jesus one time, this man was blind, and they asked Jesus, is this man blind because he's a sinner or his parents sin? And Jesus said, neither. It's not because of that. It's that the will of God, the glory of God might be revealed. And so we have to remember, sometimes it's... Sometimes we've made bad choices and we've gotten ourselves in trouble, but other times it's just the will of God that we go through a difficult season so that God may be glorified. Mm -hmm. And depending on what you're going through right now, you might not understand it right in this moment, but years down the road, you might meet somebody who's going through that same thing that you went through. And then you can relate that back to them and point them to Jesus, how he helped you through that. Absolutely. Sometimes God brings us through difficult times so that later on we can help people. Sometimes God's going to show us why. Sometimes God is not. But no matter what, God is good. Amen. Amen. Great. Thanks for the question. And keep sending your questions in to John at weareemmanuel.life. And we look forward to speaking with you at the next episode.